Uh, someone who has more than earned a magnet with the work he has been doing this week. I am exhausted just thinking about his schedule on a regular basis. But this actually is one of the very rare hours where Brian Kilmeade is not hosting a radio show or a TV show. He's only guesting on a radio show. I am just in awe of what we have seen this week from uh, Brian Kilmeade, a New York Times bestselling author and who's anchoring more shows than uh, than I can count at the present moment. Also a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Brian, I, I am blown away that you kept your weekly date with us today because I, I am exhausted just thinking about your schedule. Well, I mean, uh, you're here a lot earlier. You know, you're, you're doing this uh, from midnight on. Uh, got in, got in last last night, and you know the harder part is the hardest part about doing these shows is you can't wind down, and I know you got to get to bed. Uh, so the thing is, I'm not even a little bit tired. I'll be tired on Saturday, right? Right. Because you know, uh, with all the chaos with um, uh, Tucker and Fox parting ways, they just asked me to fill in at eight, and it's uh, it's been crazy. But uh, yeah, Saturday I'd like to help out. I have no idea what happened. I'm great friends with Tucker. And I think he's unbelievably talented. I think everybody listening to us right now pretty much agrees with that. So um, it's been a crazy week. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't want to put you, um, you know, in, in a spot where you, you're asked to comment on things that you have nothing to do with and don't know about. But um, a lot of folks are wondering what this portends uh, for the future of Fox News Channel. You have a lot of folks, uh, folks like Steve Bannon and others, uh, basically declaring war on Fox and saying, if you watch Fox, you're part of the the enemy. Where where do you think this whole uh, episode really? yeah. leaves Fox News and its viewership going forward uh, just as strong as ever i mean put it this way i mean did sean hannity change did laura ingram change did brett bear change did the five the number one show in all of television change did neil cavuto change i mean do what are you what are you talking about tucker's very different he's the original thought leader i'm with his team now they're unbelievable in terms of producers you got a great producing team here i uh, anyone frank if you're ever out Someone's going to walk in, and there's going to be a machine to help them out if you're ever out. So the, every every producing team are literally their own franchise. You know, for Steve Bannon to come out and criticize Fox, really? This guy got, uh, I guess, fired from the Trump administration, and then I hooked up with another writer and just ripped Trump from limb to limb. Then he gets himself in legal trouble, and Trump pardons him, and now he's a Trump loyalist. So... Uh, to me, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. These are a, a bunch of people who think they can run this network, and they can't. And one thing I will tell you, nobody's telling – all those names I just ran ran through, nobody tells Tucker what to do. No one tells us what to do. No one – Fox and Friends, three hours in the morning, three-hour radio show. You know, something goes wrong. We have media relations call and say, what happened? That's about it. So it's the number one show for 25 years, and I don't think we have to – curtail our format to make Steve Bannon happy. <laughs> well said. Hey, uh, one of the things that, that we've heard is that uh, this might end up being a good thing for DeSantis because the thought is that that Tucker was more of a Trump person than a DeSantis person. The news came out last night that DeSantis is set to jump into the 2024 presidential race in mid, mid-May. NBC News, for what it's worth, reporting that uh, it is going to become official and that it's going to be an exploratory committee 
and then an official launch soon after. I know you've interviewed DeSantis, probably every uh, potential and declared Republican presidential candidate. Do you think that this is uh, an accurate story, that he's going to move forward with the campaign in May? I don't know. Um, Frank, you're on the air, so you couldn't possibly have seen this, but DeSantis just did a presser in Israel, and he took American press questions, Israeli press questions. I watched him in South Korea. This guy can handle anything, and I'm telling you right now, uh, anyone who minimizes DeSantis and says, wow, Trump's beating him up, yeah, those ads are really good. Trump's team is excellent, best team he's had in three, and they have ads running out. They know DeSantis is the big guy, but to think that From what I know, and I talked to Tucker last night, I didn't bring this up, but to think that Tucker was more pro-Trump than pro-DeSantis, I think is just wrong. I don't think he knows. You know, he doesn't really, he doesn't have many candidates on. Like last night, I suggested Tim Scott come on. His team was like, okay, if you want a lawmaker, they don't even think like that. Right. They think more issues. Well, that's one of the reasons I really enjoyed uh, his program. But uh, you understand that that's not what I'm saying, but it is the the perception among some. Well, I'm just I'm just hashing it out with you. I I think that's wrong. And and the network doesn't pick people. I don't know what people what people should understand. I know you have a national show. What people should understand is. The network doesn't pick anybody. Nobody picked Trump. No one predicted Trump. No one picked it, predicted George W. Bush. Uh, Barack Obama, uh, you know, was a sitting senator with, with uh, was on our channel selling a book before he ran for president. No one picked him. You know, did we pick Barack Obama? Did Hillary Clinton? You know, we we were actually the best network on that battle, which was a great battle, by the way, between Hillary and Barack Obama, because we could actually be fair. And Hillary Clinton, at one point, I think, said, thank God for Fox, believe it or not. So it's going to be a great race. you got six or seven really quality people on the right. And you have a person deteriorating before our eyes on the left. And RFK just took 19, 19% of the vote. Well, uh, yeah, wanna, he's been campaigning three days. He can't talk. I want to ask you what about that. What does that have to do with Fox? I enjoyed your uh, interview with Marianne Williamson as well, who I want to ask you about. But do you believe that the, what NBC News is reporting is the case, that uh, come mid-May, DeSantis is jumping into this race? Yeah. Yeah. No question. They would just wait for this, Frank, and I know you know this. But right now in Florida, the law says if you run for president, you cannot be governor. So they're going to, at the end of their session, change that. As soon as they change that, he is in. So, and all I can tell you is, if you have a chance to go online, wherever it's posted, YouTube, watch the press conference with Ron DeSantis. And know that we just watched the president with the South Korean president yesterday. I mean, and one of the questions, I couldn't hear the question. They didn't mic, they didn't mic the question, so you have to kind of assume what he's answering. But he just turned around and said, you just have a narrative. That's totally not true. You're pointing at something that happened in 2006. How could that possibly happen? I'm a junior congressman coming over here. What do you mean I made a statement that's anti-Israel? That's totally not true. That's what you want to do. And I'm saying to myself, this is a 44-year-old, very confident person in Israel talking about U.S.-Israeli relations, contrasting it with Democratic Party, for the majority of which side with the Palestinians over Israelis. Now, that's something to think about. And he talked about Saudi Arabia in a coherent way and our, the Iranian deal in a very detailed way because he looked at that thing. So I'm just telling you, he's going to be very formidable. He is going to be in. And then we're going to see what his strategy is against Trump because Trump has been really strong. I'm telling you, I, I get I don't know if you're on the text message list, but when he cuts a tape, it is policy. And I get text messaged and probably every six hours. 
And I look at every time, and they're not a waste. They're, oh, it's kind of interesting. Okay, he just weighed in on this policy. So um, That's Trump's going to be tough. But you, but you just don't know if DeSantis – you just don't understand because DeSantis is keeping his powder dry. It doesn't mean he does not know how to handle Trump. We haven't seen the strategy. The game has not started yet. Well, that's why I am curious as to some comments, your view on some comments he made to uh, John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby last night, where he basically said he's not inclined to participate in the primary debates. He says he's way ahead of everybody and doesn't want to put someone who has minuscule poll numbers on a platform and, and elevate them and a- answer questions from them. Uh, w- these are the first RNC sponsored debate is uh, going to be at the Reagan Library in August. Trump says he's not planning to participate. Do you think that's a good strategy, a poor strategy? Do you think he should debate? I think the Reagan, I think the Reagan debate is second. I did not know. You I just gave me correct. news. I didn't know that. It's a Milwaukee. Uh, uh, the uh, he August. said that to, right. to John and Rita last night? Yeah, I'll send you the, the audio. It's re- really oh, interesting. Great. But, you know, he did uh, put that on Truth Social Something similar, no one checked with me with debates, who's going to be the moderator, you know, and and that's true. And you should definitely work the refs to get the best deal possible. That's that's great negotiating. That's what you love about Trump. But for, if he does not show up for debates, it's terrible. It's a, I know I know that he didn't really have to debate during the primary because there was no challenge, but he's got like six legitimate opponents. If they're all in single digits, uh, I still think he should show up. Well, what I but well, they're not. I mean, my view was if you know if he's concerned about answering questions from you know, somebody who's at less than one percent, then there should be a minimum threshold. Make it that you have to be at ten percent in the debates or fifteen percent, which is the case for the general election, and then that would limit the more you know the obscure the more obscure candidates. You know, I I think that he sees more downside because he knows that he's vulnerable. And Chris Christie in particular, if he gets on that stage, he knows Trump inside and out. And, you know, some of the things that Christie's going after him at, uh, saying that he didn't finish the wall is a joke. That is not where the president's vulnerable. That was not his fault. He got 450 miles. When they say they didn't drain the swamp, that to me, he's not vulnerable. He did more than anybody else, and he identified it. Nobody else could even do that. But where Trump is vulnerable— is uh, some of the tweets, some of the distractions, uh, some of the, you know the, these uh, court cases, how we handle January 6th. That's where he's vulnerable if Republicans feel comfortable going there. So, but he's not vulnerable on those other things. But when he gets on that stage, he's going to have to defend some things that he did, um, and it's, he sees a lot of downside. So if he is ahead, he'll use that. But I, I said that to Ronald McDaniel yesterday. He goes, you know, Donald Trump loves the debates. I'm like, yeah, not all the time. He he didn't show up for the Fox debate. Right. No, I remember he made um, I think he made mention of that as well. Talking with Brian Kilmeade, the um, the Democratic primary contest. You have Marianne Williamson polling at about five percent. You have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You, I didn't realize what you just said, that he's polling at 19 percent. I, I heard that he was at 14 percent, which is amazing, uh, given the fact that he has the difficulty speaking, has never held elective office and has some views that a lot of folks regard as fringe. Do you think that um, there could be a genuine contest on the Democratic side of the ledger this year? Yeah, I could just tell you that this is the poll that came out uh, last night, Fox. Uh, Biden was 62 percent, uh, the Democratic, uh, on the, these were among Democratic voters. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy with 19 percent. Marianne Williamson with nine. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it getting that much closer unless he really fumbles the ball. I mean, did you see Frank yesterday? That they he he went ahead. This is unbelievably and unacceptable. 
He knew the questions ahead of time, did, did Joe Biden, typed out on little cards. And over his shoulder, we see the shot. And almost verbatim, the reporter asked the questions. What reporter worth anything would ever tell a press secretary exactly what they were going to say ahead of time? You might walk over and say, what are you interested in, Israel? What are you interested in? Uh, what are you guys talking about? Right. Uh, you know, spending, domestic spending, this debt ceiling. Okay. But he knew the, the whole thing about uh, – about, uh, about the CHIPS Act in South Korea and had it affect it. It was written out. So if that continues, if he continues to not be able to hold press conference, answer a question, make a speech, that could close out. But I think it's because it, he'll be threatened by somebody who's not out there yet. I personally can't see RFK closing the gap much further. But if I'm a 45-year-old governor like Jared Polis, I think actually 53, why would I wait? Right. Well, Who's telling me to wait? Right. Well, Gavin Newsom's just terrible. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I, I, he probably feels as though I, I, I'm afraid of alienating the establishment. But if I'm somebody who's who's just a good, solid governor, you know, on the Democratic or, or a senator who who understands the issues, I'm jumping in. Right, or, or I mean, somebody think, like a Roy Cooper who could win in a purple state. You imagine? Oh, uh, great point. You know, what about Bashir in Kentucky? I, I, I think uh, all of these folks would be a, a big nightmare for Biden. You know, for Biden, he's in a position where you have conservative Democrats like Joe Manchin not endorsing him and liberal Democrats like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez not endorsing him. So there's a lot to be concerned about. And, you know, as far as your point with the press conference and catching the pre-approved question situation, do you really need to imagine what the reaction would be if President Trump got caught uh-huh. Looting with media outlets, let's say you, to take pre-approved yeah. questions at a press conference with a foreign leader. I mean, we're not talking about some, you know, dopey uh, talk radio show, you know, in the middle of the night. We're talking about a press conference with a foreign leader. You would have people crying out that this was totalitarianism. Uh, and again, we're fascists with this sort of uh, degree of collusion. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it. I mean, all those reporters should be ashamed of themselves. Where if they come up to you and say, what's your question, verbatim, and they type it out and hand it to the president. I mean, did you see some of the cards from last year? Walk in the room, greet everyone, sit in the chair, say hello. I mean, that's the guy? You don't think I could be that guy? So, and the question is, you know, on another note, you didn't ask me this, but I watched Trey Gowdy. I saw Chris Anunu. Um uh, I saw Chris Christie. They all say that the only person to, that would lose to Joe Biden is uh, is Donald Trump. Other people feel the only person to beat Joe Biden would be Donald Trump because of the Democratic machine. So, uh, you know, I, I like to just know this is this is what everyone should say. If you like the field, if you're a Republican, what who wins Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania? If the, if you're a Republican and can't find a way. Uh, a path to victory in those states. Don't tell me how big your crowd is. You know, don't tell me how much they love you. Tell me your strategy to flip those states back. Uh, great point, uh, Brian. I, I got to run, but I have to ask you, you know, we alluded to this a month or so ago when the rumors started circulating. One one of the most incredible quarterbacks of the last 20, 30 years, maybe ever, Aaron Rodgers now becoming a New York Jet. Is it time for Jets tickets to per- Jets fans to purchase their Super Bowl tickets? Close. I mean, did you see him yesterday? Yeah, he zoned in. 
He isn't. I mean, he is zoned in. He wasn't pretending that this wasn't a big deal. He says he loves this team. He loves the draft of the last two years. He is a very smart guy. He's, a, he's really bookish. So he did his homework. He asked for a few players. He got them. So uh, I think that he wants to win. I, I mean, I, I, I was in awe of some of his comments, the smiles. We've seen him sullen. We, 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 he's been in the national news with this whole vaccine situation, the would-be demand for a trade last year. Didn't work. So we've seen him upset. Uh, and he is not upset. I mean, this guy is not done. So everybody who's worried that he's not all in, watch the press conference. If you get if all the Jets want, get him close. Uh, you get this guy close, and he'll get you there. But you just get me, uh, if you're a Jet fan, get him close. Brian. If they're close and he's healthy, uh, game on. I got to run. Fox and Friends this morning, and then you're still in uh, primetime at 8 p.m. tonight, right? For the next two nights. And, and okay. then, of course, Saturday at 8. One Nation. One Nation. It is killing it in the ratings, even on the episode Sid Rosenberg doesn't appear on. Brian Kilmeade, (laughs) thank you as always, my friend. Appreciate it. Keep at it. Go get him, Frank. Thank you. 800-848-9222. 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. The Other Side of midnight. Midnight.